Welcome everybody to the Tea with Miss McGill show presented by our new merch. Look at this stuff. Is this stuff beautiful or what? Look at the hoodies. Look at those arms. Oh, presented by Reed's Arms. But uh, <laughs> it is a Tea with Miss McGill show. And we are presented by our friends over at Fortune Bay Resort and Casino. Make plans today. Remember, we've got the long Martin Luther King holiday weekend coming up here. So make plans today to visit Fortune Bay Resort and Casino on beautiful Lake Vermilion. Of course, they have 172 rooms and a smoke-free environment, indoor pool, RV park, world-class golf, several dining options, bar, and of course, 24-7 gaming. I see they got Wednesday night blackjack going on, so if you're interested in blackjack, um, get up there. Uh, visit fortunebay.com for more details and plan your trip today. Hit the like button right now, episode 75. We're officially eight weeks into the high school, boys, high school hockey that, season. We're that far in. We're in solid two months. I feel like it's still November. <laughs> well, no, I don't. <laughs> I it, we got a little snow last week. Yes, feeling like so, well, yeah. Speaking of that, if you're a snowmobiler, get up to Fortune Bay. You know, we got because I talked to someone in Bemidji. They said we got a couple inches. I can see the grass in the ditch. Um, I talked to somebody in the South Shore of Wisconsin, like Ashland area. They said we don't really have anything, but we've got. I mean, I wouldn't go out on a snowmobile with only six inches, but you hardcores, get up to Fortune Bay Resort and Casino because we got snow. Yeah, good for you if there's if you got a snowmobile and you like to get it. That's not my thing, but uh, but there it definitely is a a pastime here for northern Minnesota people. So enjoy it while you got it, because who knows how much snow we're gonna get this year? Yeah, maybe it's coming. I, maybe we're gonna get more. Look at last year. I mean, February, March, even yeah. April, it was still snowing. So yep. I, I think I was telling you, I got some pictures of the kids May and there's snow all over on the ground. So <laughs> um, so right now, spring coaches are pretty happy. You know, the fields will be ready. The track will be ready. All that good stuff. You know, the courts, but let's um, check March 1st. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. Stay tuned. To be continued. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Just a couple of things, a couple of ways to support us, you know, that are absolutely free and pretty easy to do. Um, if you, uh, well, if you can right now, you can share the show, which is obviously easy. So and that's absolutely free. And we'd appreciate that. And also if you're an Apple podcast or a Spotify or a Facebooker, you could leave a review for us. Like I said, absolutely free. Really helps us out, and we appreciate that. All right, a couple of oh, quite a few subs this week. Got quite a few like we had a big week, big week. So, um, so some subscribers that joined us this week: Andrew Ombig, Mitchie Kellen, one of my favorites, Billings Bull, um, Adam Pokey Van, you know Poke, right? Mm -hmm. Steve Melodin, Wade West. Chad Daniels, friend of yours, <laughs> the goalie. Yeah, plays for the Warriors. Yeah. I actually played some hockey with Chad last yeah. week. Um, and Nikki Barton. So we continue to move towards 800 subscribers. So be just like them. Join America's fastest growing hockey podcast and subscribe. No, there's at least four or five names there that you just rattled off that, that I know yeah. quite well. <laughs> yeah. Wade West. Yeah. Oh, Wade, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mitch so, Kellen. Yeah. Andy Ovig. Uh, I know yeah. them all. Yeah. Got to talk to Mitchie yeah. at the YZ game the other day. So like I said, be just like them. Uh, hit the like, subscribe button. And like I said, we're, we're on the drive uh, towards 800 subs between all the different platforms. All right, so we'll get started as we always do with the game of the week. Uh, brought to you by the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Our buddy Walleye Scott is going walleye fishing up uh, and on uh, Captogama on Thursday or Friday. Gives me a call. He says, Roger, I'm just rolling past. He's on Highway 53, rolling past the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. So I hope you stopped there or did stop there maybe on the way home. Walleye, uh, I was there Friday, had my favorite, the, uh, the bison burger uh, with a side of baked asparagus. Excellent. Appreciate it, Michelle. So uh, give Michelle a call, 248-8582, or you can order online at the ringsportsbarngrill.com. And of course, remember, 
uh, for that function or upcoming hockey banquets. They have the breakout rooms there in Eveleth. So just on for the Hockey Hall of Fame, the Ring Sports Bar in Grill and Eveleth. All right, so an ex one of the most exciting games I've been to in recent history, high school hockey games last Thursday night. We previewed this one, big 7-AA section matchup here at Yanmar Arena, Rapids Duluth East. And uh, with a smile, we can say Rapids uh, pulled out the victory. Yeah, I mean, it was we were smiling at the end of the game, but uh, <laughs> going into the third period, it was tough to find a smile. Um, but you know what? It was – the Thunderhawks were down uh, th three to one going into that period and, and uh, struggling a little bit to, to find the back of the net. Um, am I right? Three to one. Is that what the score was going into the third? I don't I think it was three, nothing. Was it three? No, it was nothing. Yeah. I think it was three. We or may was have three one, or maybe did you have one? I, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. We were down. Yeah. You were by, down by yeah. if shots were even, one you were one, if, if it was zero, zero, I can't even remember now if we played two more games since then. Uh, but we're we're down by a few, and we're going into the third period, and we're thinking there there are chances. Like we've had, you're right, we were down. It was zero three zero. I think it was three because the first goal was scored in the third period by us, and was scored by Nate Langley. And not not right away. I mean, it was yeah. You know, you know no, it was, it was in. It was in. in. Yeah. The point I'm making is this: is we're going in there, kind of like, holy crap! Like, what's going on here right now? And, and that's not without chances. Like, there were chances to score goals. And, and to be honest with you, it could have been three to one Rapids after the first period. But uh, goaltender for East was having a good period, and a little snake bit from the Thunderhawks couldn't find the back of the net. Second period, there was just some weird stuff that took place. Uh, just couldn't get anything going. Coach was a little upset in between periods because we had to try and reel some guys back in and play some better hockey. Uh, and then we get into the third, and it's, you know, just feeling each other. The team's just feeling each other out a little bit. And then uh, Nate Langley scores his first goal of his high school career. Senior, kind of been on the fourth line most of the year, and then finds his way in the lineup playing in the third line and pops his first one in. Got big congratulations to Nate yeah. for, for banging that one home, his first high school goal. And then uh, he really gets the ball rolling. We we see it. Uh, Thunderhawks get a power play shortly thereafter. Bauer pins one. Uh, Bauer Murphy pins one on the power play. It's uh, Now it's 3-2. And, and the energy a, in the building. It's an interesting hockey yeah. game. And this is literally, you know, minutes into the, the third period when all of this stuff is happening. So it's not like it, it happened right away. Right, you right. had to get things going. Um, but again, power play goal kind of gets things rolling here. And and then the next three goals back to back to back three, four, and five all scored the natural hat trick <laughs> by Jake Garski. And it was uh, some pretty nice hockey plays that were taking place. And you could see the energy in the building oh. continue to climb, yeah. to climb, to climb. There was a decent crowd there. There had to be oh, yeah, 3,500 to 4,000 in the building that night. And it was, it was pretty electric. Yeah. The electricity was there. Uh, got a, a good goaltending effort out of uh, sophomore goaltender Carter Casey. Um, it, it was a nice night for him between the pipes. I think there was at least one there where he thought, ah, that, that wasn't my favorite one to let in. I should have had that one back. The other two were kind of difficult saves for him to make. There's uh, ones you can't really blame on the goaltender, but he, but credit to the young goaltender for locking it down 
uh, after three goals have been scored, saying, "Uh, uh-uh, we're closing the door," and then bang, yeah. you go right off the right off the rails and start popping bucks in, and it's uh, it ends up as a, a five-two yeah. win. And yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty or a five-five-three win. Five-three win. Five-three. Five, yeah, five, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty big night to to do that. And we talked about the importance of that game. We talked about you know there's section seedings. Every game that we play either is a section team or as a common opponent uh, that somebody else in our section plays. So we we knew going into that game as a staff and as a team that if we want even anywhere near getting a, a one, two, or three seed, we've got to finish that game with a win. If we don't win and sweep East, now we're leaving the door open for a four seed okay. because of a loss to Force Lake. However, Force Lake did beat Grand Rapids earlier in the year it was an overtime game. And again, it was an interesting effort on both sides. Uh, we won't get into the excuses, but it, lo and behold, they did get the win yeah. over the Thunderhawks. Uh, shortly after Duluth East plays Force Lake and beats Force Lake. Uh, so for us, on our standpoint, we're thinking we have to beat Duluth East twice to prove that that loss was us a flub yeah so uh, we did do that it does put us in a position where uh, it's going to be real tough to to seed grand rapids outside of three seeds unless some really interesting things happen sure. down the road here and and it's the dog days you yeah. know <laughs> you better show up to play every single game uh there's some real big games coming up here in the future and we'll we'll preview a couple of them you know but uh, the big section games coming uh, forward for the Thunderhawks are going to be the Andover game on February 2nd at Yanmar Arena. That's going to be a big game to see who's going to be one or two seed. Um, hopefully we'll be sitting in that position that, uh, you know, some other weird things don't happen down the road, but that's the expectation for the Thunderhawks is to be the one or two seed. The one, obviously they get the win over Andover. Andover said some interesting things happen lately. Oh. They, uh, they ended up barely squeaking a win um, over uh, an Osseo team that they should clearly beat the crap out of. But then the next night coming out and playing a fantastic effort against the Maple Grove team, who's rated in the top 10, and they beat Maple Grove one to nothing. Oh, okay. So you just yeah. never know with yeah. high school I, hockey. I say, that's, high school why you, athletes, yeah. that's why you play the game, right? You play the game because, well, this team should beat that team, and they should beat them. And you know what? Who, it doesn't matter who should win. It matters who wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's why you play the game. So there's some some games that the Thunderhawks are staring down, uh, looking at. And there's always a few teams that we're looking at out the out the side of our eye here in our peripheral vision uh, as far as coaching staff. So we have to keep our eyes on what's going on with teams we don't play in the section like Rock Ridge. How are they competing with other teams so that we know what to expect here when playoffs hit? Because I get a weird feeling that there might be a matchup somewhere down the road when it comes to playoffs there. Okay. And uh, talk about, a, I got a squeaker. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but, and then it was also skate with the Thunderhawks after that game. Look, uh, I saw a bunch of kids running onto the ice uh, after Thursday night. So how that, yeah, how that, that you know what, that's, that's fun. It's yeah. uh, you go into the game that night saying we got to skate with the Thunderhawks after this game, it's going to be a lot more fun to sign autographs and hang out with the little kids and see your parents out on the ice and take pictures and smile for all of that. If you've got a big win that you just had, it's going to be real difficult to, you know, shake hands and kiss babies when you just got beat. Yeah. And so lo and behold, the win happened and it made it a lot more fun. And I think that's a real big piece to, you know, the other teams that do this too. Everybody does a skate with, 
you know, after with youth kids and with uh, even high school kids come out there too and put their skates on and parents come out and take oh, yeah. pictures. Yeah, lots of pictures. It's such a com community outreach piece that is a continue to build and, and uh, you know, organizations out there that are sponsoring these things, thanks to these people that do that. And there's little posters of our team picture that kids were having signed by the players, which is pretty awesome. Nice. All right. So you're talking about the dog days. So we're going to talk a little bit about another season and it is scholarship season. Uh, so pay attention here, senior uh, scholarship season is here. The Blandon foundation is accepting applications for a scholarship program until March 1st, the Blandon foundation scholarships offer support of a thousand dollars to $6,000 per year. Seniors listen to this scholarship staff also can connect you with other resources to help you reach the finish line of your educational goals. Students can use Blandon Foundation scholarships for any type of school after high school, cert certificate programs, community technical or tribal college, and four-year colleges and universities. Students who have graduated or are graduating from an Itasca County school, including Black Duck, North Home, Huganagishig, Hill City, North Unremer, can apply. Sokin Home School or online school students who would have graduated from one of those schools. Students can apply for a scholarship until they are 25 or have completed a bachelor's degree. So if you have taken some time off and want to return to school, you can still apply and receive support. You must reapply. Listen, now you must reapply for the scholarship each year you plan to attend school. Uh, you can apply in three easy steps. Get your FAFSA submission report, also known as a student aid report. Ask Blandon scholarship staff if you need help. Get your household 2022 tax form. Actually, I think they meet 2023 tax form because we're applying for 2024. And fill out the online application at blandonfoundation.org slash scholarships. You can simply go down into the show notes and we've got the link there. You can click over. Um, and like I said, applications are due March 1st. So don't delay. Great opportunity for the kids. Uh, they're giving out money. Go and grab that money. Now's the time. That's that time of year here. And, and thanks to the Blandon Foundation for, for that uh, opportunity for kids and uh, other scholarships that are out there. If you're thinking about scholarship times, uh, and, and applying application season is right now. And people are writing letters of recommendation, teachers, coaches, you know, get that letter of recommendation dialed in there from uh, the people that you want to represent you. Absolutely. All right. Another game I caught uh, on the week here. Uh, last night I caught, I was at the hard court. As many of you know, my daughter plays basketball. So I actually spent a lot of time in gyms in the winter. Uh, but this one I caught kind of late. Uh, North Shore was over at the snake pit. Um, I tuned in, it was two to one North shore and then uh, Greenway, the Raiders take a five minute major and uh, North shore gets one, put them up three, one and a nice individual effort later in the period by Aiden Althaus uh, puts North shore up four to one. So they come out with the victory at the snake pit, a uh, big win for that program. Yeah, it's a big win. I, I don't know how often that has happened where North shore previously known as silver Bay slash two harbors. Mm -hmm. Now combined, I don't know how many times that's happened where they've, you know, beat up on a uh, East Range team, yeah. West Range team, I should say, West Range team like uh, like Greenway. Right. You know, it's uh, that's a that's a program that's got a lot of pride, and and the people over there in uh, Coleraine, Tack, and Eight Marble got a lot of pride in their organization and program. So, uh, be ready to see that that program continue to fight and claw to. Uh, get a program back because yeah. they, they've been close before where 
a little bit down and down and out in dire straits. And guess what? There's people over there in that community that will knock on doors to get kids to play. They did it they've once. Done it, right? They've done it once before and they'll do it again. They'll get that program back. Uh, that that program uh, is going to be back. Trust me. All right. And then uh, we also want to touch a little bit on number two, Wyzetta. Uh, they visit up to Yanmar here on, on Saturday. And uh, let's face it, they're a good team. They're number two for a reason. And tied Minnetonka, what, a couple of weeks ago? Number yeah, one it was one. It was a 1-1 one, one game, Minnetonka and Wyzetta. You know what? Wyzetta is a number uh, a number one, number two team for a reason. They're, right now, I think they're rated number two, but it's a, a real close second to Minnetonka. Uh, they're good. They, they've got a squad. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here. I'm a coach and, and a competitor. So the last thing that I'm going to do is sit here and make excuses for things, for kids and for programs. It doesn't help anybody. You know, we play in the same class. So the expectation is if you want to be at a high level and a state tournament level team, then you have to be able to beat teams like that. And it shouldn't matter what numbers look like. Uh, but you, you, but you do have a, a, a student body of, you know, a thousand, uh, oh, yeah. 1500 more kids at the school that go there, it's a different area of the state where it's kind of West suburban, where the socioeconomic status is significantly different oh, than it is in Grand Rapids. <laughs> You've got uh, 30 to 20 to 30 kids that they're cutting from their program that just get filtered into two to three different junior goal programs yep. in the area. And if they don't make it as a sophomore junior, they come back on trial the next year. Uh, you know, in a program like Grand Rapids where you either don't cut because you don't have enough or you only cut a few yeah. or a handful, uh, and believe me, it's not fun to have to cut, but it's an interesting problem to have if you do have to cut sure. because now it, it makes it real for kids uh, as far as competition to make teams. And th that team, I think I talked to their JV coach before the game and said, I don't know how many did you guys have come out. It's always interesting when I hear, yeah, right. talk to Edina yeah, and I right. talk to Edina and find out how many did you cut? Well, they, you know, we cut like 35 kids or we cut 25 mm -hmm. kids. Well, why is that? I said they cut in the twenties. Okay. That's how many guys they cut. And for whatever reason, you know, you cut, sometimes have to cut seniors that are, potential fourth line guys to upgrade for guys that are going to be sophomores and play in sure. both JV and varsity. So at any rate that those are numbers you're talking about, but they're, they're well coached. Pat O'Leary is a heck of a good coach. He's a former golfer and a okay. former national champion for the university of Minnesota. So I'd have played with 30. We're just talking about breaking uh, it, right? I, yeah. I don't know how that kind of crossover yeah. happened there, but I know that O'Leary, uh, I believe he played on that O2 team. Okay. Or the O three team that won the national division one national championship uh, way back when. So yeah. he he knows the game. He's been coaching for a long time. He did win a state championship with Wyzetta back in twenty sixteen, the year before Grand Rapids won. Yep. Um, so that program's been doing a lot of good things over the course of the last decade, and uh, they're tough. They're tough to beat. Um, I can't count uh, too many times that I've seen outstate teams uh, beat them or compete with them. Um, but the expectation in Grand Rapids is that we do. Sure. So uh, going into that game, it's like I said, the expectation is, is we need to play. And uh, it didn't turn out the way the Thunderhawks wanted it to. It was a 6-2 loss for the Thunderhawks. But at, but at any point in that game, if you were a spectator, you saw moments where it was a pretty evenly played game, where up and down the ice, the Thunderhawks are with them. And, and then it ends up... Uh, crap, you'd make a mistake and bang, it's in the back of the net. And that's the difference between playing a Wyzetta 
who's number two in the state for double A teams and playing somebody else that's maybe uh, a single A and not rated yeah. or uh, uh, double A, but at the bottom of the, the list of teams in the state. It's the difference between playing those two things. If you play Wyzetta and you make a mistake, there's a 90% chance it's in the back here. Right. You know, and I'm not going to say that there wasn't more than six mistakes because there were some things you know, I won't get into details because this is a team thing, but just watching film on that game here today, there there's a lot of things that can be cleaned up. Okay. There's a lot of things that can be. But there were also some good things there too where you, you prove to your team and your players that it's there. You're, you're right there if we can clean some things up. Um, but that's the difference. You play somebody like Wyzetta and you make the mistakes that you make, it's going to be in the back of your net because they have three or four guys already in their top six forwards or top nine forwards that are going to be division one players. Yeah, right. Right. So that's well, just I, the way it works. Like I said, I like to compete. I thought, I thought Rapids never, I mean, they never looked like they gave up or were disinterested or OMG. You know, I thought the well, I mean, look at that third period when they, it was going up and down the ice there and, and it had some chances. Yeah. Know, right, right at the end there. Well, and you, you feel kind of bad for, for a guy like Ryan Kerr, who's in the nets is, you know, he's playing the number two team in the state, right? It's, yeah. you, you get, you're matched up against shooters and, you know, you, you hope that every single night that when you're getting in the net, that you're going to get the, the best effort you can from everybody in front of you. And it was off and on that night. There were some, like I said, there were some good things that were, uh, were there for the Thunderhawks and there were some not so good things that were there for the Thunderhawks and lo and behold, it ended up with an L six to two. The good news coming out of that is, after reviewing that game and watching that game, you, you come to the conclusion that there really are a lot of things that we can do better and we can compete with that team if we clean some things up. So, so Rapids isn't out of the mix when it comes to playing top teams, if things can get fixed and cleaned up. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about one of those teams that are coming up here a little bit. All right. Smash the like button right now. We're going to get into the preview section presented by our friends over at Iron Range Apparel in the Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. That is the place you find the ODR line. Um, we want to also send a big uh, thank you out to them because they are the ones that did our shirts. Like I said, they turned out just uh, fantastic. So the Gift Buyers Paradise, uh, say you're looking for that perfect gift for somebody, um, head over there, many Minnesota-themed, you know, coffee cups, coasters. I mean, the, the store is full, it's plump full. And they've got, like I said, little, little trinkets. Um, so you can, I mean, the budget shouldn't be an issue either. Like I said, you can find some little trinkets, uh, fill up a little box full of trinkets, or like I said, there's all kinds of shirts. The ODR line's got jerseys, you know, hoodies, t-shirts, you know, winter caps, baseball caps, the whole whole line. Look at the ODR hat there. So um, Iron Ridge Apparel over in the Thunderbird Mall, uh, the um, gift buyer's paradise. All right. So we're going to start out with the big 7A contest coming up here. It'll be next week, Tuesday, Chisholm Hibbing visits Hermantown. We've talked a little bit about Hermantown's vulnerability this year. How do you see this one playing out? You know, I I I think that there's going to be some interesting things to happen in that game. I I don't have a for sure. I think this team's going to win, or I think this team's not going to win. All I can tell you is it's getting to the latter part of the season where, with a young team like Hibbing, the at the beginning of the year you can say there's a lot of youth on this team. You know, uh, they're young. They're going to have to grow into this. It's now January. 10th you, you no longer have sophomores on your team right. they're they are rook they're not rookies anymore they are veterans they've been on the team for a half a season uh you you've got 
young sophomores in the lineup. You have a freshman in the lineup who is actually at the top of not the very top. I don't know if it's close to leading their team in points, yeah. but is there right there in Jackson Struckel. I mean, you got young guys that are now playing like veterans and they need to be. So that can't be an excuse for hitting anyone. Well, we're young. Well, not anymore because you're halfway into the season. Okay. But I really like some of the things that I even saw from them the first game of the year when they came here. Like the, that team is going to be scary come February. And they uh, they may not seem like they're there yet uh, against uh, uh, older, maybe more experienced, uh, tougher scheduled Hermantown team. Sure, uh, They kind of came to life here this week after – almost dumping one to Brockner yeah, last Rocker. week. Yeah. Um, they came to life. They came out and beat Eden Prairie. Yeah. Uh, they beat Rock Ridge. They didn't just beat Rock Ridge. They put a thumping on yeah. the scoreboard. It was six to one, right? Yeah. And Rock Ridge had a five on three at one point. Yeah. And and then it was uh, Eden Prairie. It was, uh, I didn't think it was like a six to five or a five to four. It was a one goal game win, yeah. but, but they beat a top double A team. Right. So, they might be kind of getting into their groove uh, with uh, part of the season. I mean, maybe it's one of those things with Proctor that it was a emotional game on both sides. And you just, sometimes those emotional games, weird things happen. Yeah. They do. Oh, absolutely. So Hermantown is starting to hit their mid season stride yeah. right now, which they do because they've got the history of having some experience going into the playoffs and having success and winning section championships. I do think that Hibbing is going to, to compete with them. Okay. I really do. I think it's going to be a tough sell. If you want to sell it to me tomorrow, that Hibbing is going to beat them in January. I think it's going to be a tough sell. Um, if Hibbing is going to want to compete and do the best they can to win, I think it's going to be a easier sell come February that, that that Hibbing is going to be more competitive with them. But I think that it's going to be a good game. Okay. Yeah, I, I really do. Speak, I just did a quick glance at, the, you know, speaking of the young people, the goal leader in Hibbing, sophomore, Elsner, assist leader, sophomore, Swanson, point leader, sophomore, Swanson, and the top goalie, at least statistically, is Gavin Lamphere, so all sophomores. So um, the youth is, like you said, uh, I remember the junior, my junior coach saying the same thing. He's like, okay, we're after Christmas. There's no rookies on this team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. <laughs> well, if you hit the dog days, it's yeah. not, you don't have rookies anymore because, you know, there's all the teams are struggling with illness right now. They're struggling with injuries right now. Everybody's dealing with it. You could use that as an as excuse. Every team could use that as an excuse. Yeah. But once you hit those dog days, everybody's a veteran now. That's just the way it works. All right. So, so last Saturday was Wyzetta here at Yonmar. This week at Yonmar, it's not going to get any easier. The Moorhead Spuds are coming to town. It's going to be a celebration of Orange. I remember in 2017, my son was playing score days. So the score days came. We played a morning game. Yep. PBAAs played. There were like buses all over in that parking lot. Oh, yeah. Bantam AA's played. Afternoon Thunderhawk game, which ended up being the you know preview of the state championship game that mm -hmm. year, and then the Double A's played again, the Pee Wee Double A's played again, and then the Score A's played again. Sure, so it, was it, was a, it was a sea of orange. orange. Oh, it was a sea of orange. That's a well scheduled day at yeah. the IRA that day. That is that's pretty well done there. I'm not sure who was in charge of that, but that's pretty cool. And it was a sea of orange. Then at the end of the year, <laughs> the previous state tournament, I've never seen the XL Energy Center 
look so good as when it did in 17 when it's Moorhead on one side and Grand Rapids on the other and everything is orange orange and black it was a thing of beauty and the good news is is the right team won yeah Uh, let's let's hope that that's the way things work here uh Saturday with that's a big matchup and it's a common opponent um you know, there's a lot of things going on in Section 8 right now, and it's really kind of hard to figure out who's seated where uh, with Rozo or with uh, Moorhead, with a couple of the other teams that are bounced around, Bemidji. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of iffy stuff, and I don't even want to get into it. Where do you think they fit? Are they the? I'll tell you this much. Moorhead is going to be somewhere in the top of the top seeds at the end of the year. They, they, they just are. Yeah. They are every year. So expect it. And, and this is a, I don't want to call it a rivalry game, but it's always a really intense game between Grand Rapids and Moorhead. It always is, uh, regardless of how good or how not so good teams are. Uh, I can tell you that the seniors that are playing in these games right now, um, when I coached these seniors as Bantam Double A's a few years back, the Kyler Millers, the Bauer Murphys, uh, we went out to Moorhead uh, and played Moorhead at the Collins Center and beat them three to two with this oh. group of seniors that's there. Later on in the year, we they played us. They came over here and they beat us. So it was a split with, with that group of players. So, you know, now you can add into the mix the Bantam group that this group never played with coming up, um, you know, that was sec- second-year Peewees when they were second year Bantams and same thing with, with Moorhead there, there's always that addition. Who's got sure. the addition, the better depth that came in from behind you that you never got to play with. And and this is going to be a really interesting game. I, I think it is. And like I said, there's teams that are dealing with the guys that are sick or guys that are injured. Moorhead's dealing with it. Grand Rapids is dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with it. And it's a next guy up mentality. We people missed guys that are dinged up and that are sick uh, we miss you. We love you. But guess what? Uh, there's got to be another guy ready to go. And, oh, sure. and I think depth will come out in this one and, and both teams are going to be ready to go. No idea. Uh, like we said, we've been dealing with this all year long. It was pretty cool. And we'll touch on this, but we've we've been able to to play three goalies with Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, Ryder Miskovich played last night over in Superior and, and ended up getting the win. And Ryan Kerr played against Wyzetta. Carter Casey played against Duluth East. So no idea who's going to play yet. We haven't made that decision as a staff. Uh, we'll make that decision the day before we end up lining up against um, against Moorhead. Okay. All right. So if you're, you're you know, got some time Saturday afternoon, Yanmar Arena. And then I'm going to check out a game uh, Friday night over at the Snake Pit. Mount West Tonka, a buddy of mine, uh, helps coach over there. So Mount West Tonka is going to come up there and they're going to run over to, to Rock Ridge on Saturday. Um, but uh, Mount West Tonka, Greenway, Friday night. Um, if you're looking for someone to watch, J.J. Shervin on uh, Mount West Tanka, number six. He's got some game, so check him out if you're over there. And then one more, a big one in, in single-A hockey this weekend down in Hermantown, number one Hermantown and number two War Road face-off, I think, uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I actually think I saw, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you can look at it, and maybe it's a different ranking, but I actually saw those two flipped today oh. on a different ranking. Okay, I was hockey up there. Yeah, I think I looked at the – I tend to go on the Instagram machine, and, <laughs> and I'll check out the, the rankings that Minnesota Hockey TV has on there. Oh, yeah, sure. I think Minnesota Hockey TV had the newest one is – World was number one, ah, and Hermantown was number two. 
But I don't know how long it's going to happen. There was a big right. rivalry game that happened last night. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. also gets in overtime, in three overtime. to two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's like the game. Hey, by the way, Warroad Rosen people. I know you guys are just getting internet up there, but let's get the game streamed. You know, I'd really like to watch that. <laughs> yeah, so I know the internet's a new thing. Up game up. Yeah, how do we not get that one? So um, going forward, uh, Marvins will pay the bill. So figure out a way yeah. get that baby streamed because uh, we'd all love to watch it. And um, but yeah, congrats to Rose on the three two overtime win there. All right, so we'll move on to scores and more present or anything more. Uh, the only other thing that I'll mention is that there there will be another game here that's going to be taking place tomorrow night uh, down at Duluth Marshall. Duluth Marshall and Cloquet are going to face off at the Mars Lakeview Arena, and we will have that on my nine. Oh, nice. Okay. So uh, be ready to catch Bob and I if you're bored tomorrow night, or even if you're not bored and you want to make it a date night uh, with with the wife for. A husband that is a hockey fan. Sit down, stream it. Blanket. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, cold weather's moving in. Might as well snuggle. Pull up, pull it up. Get it on the get it on the television. You get it on my nine, uh, my nine, or you can pull it up on the Northern News Now live stream and uh, get it up there and be able to watch Bob and I call that game. And that's gonna be fun to call that one out because I think that's gonna be a little bit of a battle. I think so too. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Marshall still staying at their double A, uh, but Cloquet going down to single A, and Cloquet has had. You know some interesting games here the last uh, the last couple of yeah. days. They we'll it was a close to... one against Superior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll uh, talk... there's been some other ones. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute here. They definitely interesting. All right, scores and more uh, presented by Aspire Heating and Control, your local Bryant dealer. And Bryant is the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild. Aspire specializes in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction, residential, and commercial installations available. Services include forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They are licensed and bonded. So give Justin a call, 999-5957. Like I said, I think I saw 15 below and 15 below getting into early next week. So if the furnace is having trouble now, or if it's having trouble a few days from now, Justin is the guy to call Aspire Heating and Control, 999-5957. All right, I saw... Speaking of the Instagram machine, I was on the Facebook machine, I believe. This was last week. But last week, the Bemidji Lumberjack Girls downed Warroad to end a 17-year, 31-game winless drought. Pretty impressive. So congrats to the Lumberjack ladies. But more so, it got me thinking, and excuse my French here, but gosh, Warroad, that little town, they just keep kicking ass and taking names. I mean, that little town just, just... I mean, look at the stat. I mean, and and two NHLers. Now, Gigi's back playing in the professional league for the women, I see, too, mm -hmm. right? So, um, as always, like, a congrats to world for keep – I mean, they just keep pumping it out. I mean, what can you say? I mean, a town of what, 2,000, 2,500? Yep, yep. A small town and uh, a program with some history. Coach Randolph, guy you know, 700, 700th win over the weekend with St. Thomas Academy. Ran is uh, – he is one of the best hockey minds that I've ever – conversed with and then and, and i i feel like the guy that i get to work with every day is a hell of a hockey mind and it's pretty cool because i get to talk with grant every single day and, and grant goes to some of the people that he talks to every single day to get advice and information and rand is one of those guys okay. yeah he he's a great mentor to a lot of uh I, I would say young coaches but grant and i aren't young coaches anymore either it's like, <laughs> you know this guy has been coaching for it seems like for eons oh, man, and and 
he I think he's number three on the list of all-time winningest coaches. I think the former coach from Rochester Mayo is ahead of him, and I still think the former coach at Albert Lee, Ron Eystrom, is still ahead of him. Just by a few. Okay. There's only a few there. He'll break that record next year. He'll be number one next okay. year. Wow. Okay. Uh, but, but Mike Randolph, congratulations, man. I, I got the most – as much as I hated playing against your teams when I was playing <laughs> – um, I can't think of a better coach that has coached high school hockey. And I would put him categories of coaches that have won numerous state championships. He's got two state championships now a 95 and 98, I believe are the two that he's got. Uh, he, there's some that are coming with St. Thomas Academy with him at the helm. I'm telling you right now. And, uh, but he's in the same conversation with coaches that have a number of state championships like the, uh, Will Reichel is uh, these. I mean, he's right at the top of man. Yeah. He's one of the best high school hockey coaches I've ever seen. Sure, ever. Well, I did a little searching on him. I did not realize. I think it's the same Mike Brown of it because I just didn't know he played on the '76 Olympic team. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, congrats to Mike, Lou Nanny. Everyone knows six one two Lou up here. So Lou says the last state tournament will be here in twenty twenty four. He announced that. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. This is it. So there'll be a spot opened up for Coach Reed Larson ah, in 2025 ah. at the Minnesota State High School. Academy. I'm thinking they probably got someone else lined up, but I guess what? If you need a guy, here's your guy. Go ahead, give me here's a call. Uh, if you don't, I, I'm not going to be butthurt. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it sure would be fun to sit there. But to follow that guy, uh, it, as much as us uh, up in the 218 area get really frustrated listening to 612 Lou man is he a staple yeah, oh yeah, that yeah that boy is right, right. It, it just listening to him cover these games and talk about these games and uh, be the guy that he is uh, analyzing whoever has to step into that job after him good luck yeah yeah it'll be different just like the guy for the twins yeah I still hear that voice like I'm not a baseball guy at all but if I go by somewhere and I hear it, I just I'll stop and listen just for a minute because it's the same guy. Yeah. 1991 World Series. I think the 87. No, ever since I was a teenager, <laughs> it's that same voice that's soothing in the summer. Well, maybe you know, maybe it's going to be some of the guys that call and analyze the single A games. Yeah, right? there's some other Minnesota guys that are in there. He's usually doing the evening games and yeah. calling those, especially the double A games. So. Uh, you know, there'll be somebody that steps in there and maybe, uh, maybe I'll get the call. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to start campaigning for you. All right. And of course the world juniors team USA takes her home. Um, congratulations to them. I don't know if you got to catch any of that. I didn't, I, I didn't get to watch any of it. At the times of those world junior championships, when it's way over in Sweden, it's tough to yeah. catch a, you know, you're working during the day when some of these games are playing and it's, you know, early in the morning to get up and watch it if they're playing an afternoon game. So I literally did not get to watch any of it, but it was pretty cool uh, to see the U.S. team win the gold and and knock off the hometown heroes, Sweden, in their own country, right. and uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I believe I heard Sweden was up two to one early. Yeah, 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 yeah. they were up early, and then they came back to battle, and it's 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 always uh, it's always fun to talk about USA when they're winning. Yeah, so congratulations uh, to all. And, and it's always fun too for all of my Canadian friends when I can say, <laughs> "What happened?" Yeah, what? Yeah. I'll tell you what happened. No more Connor Bedard. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, but Bedard was sitting uh, in Chicago, so uh, big advantage to everybody else. All right, so here's some scores from last week: Bemidji three-two over Alex. 
11 and four lead Timberwolves win again, six, two over Ashland, Wisconsin. We talked mm. about Rozo topping Warwick three, two in overtime. Danfeld with a two one win over Cambridge. You mentioned we were talking about Cloquet a little bit. Schlacked by the Brainerd Warriors, seven, nothing. So we were talking about them like two weeks ago, how they entered quietly, entered the top 10 in the single A rankings. Booted now, and guess who emerges in the top 10? Proctor. Proctor. Mm-hmm. When's the last time, if someone knows this, when's the last time Proctor's been ranked in the top 10 in the States? I don't know. It's been a long yeah. time, man. <laughs> so congrats to the Rails. Good for you. Um, speaking of Proctor, so like I said, they had the big overtime win or overtime loss with Hermantown. So they go up to Bronco Arena in the falls, squeak out a 3-1 to one win. So kind of a big game for the Broncos there, uh, keeping it close. Uh, Duluth Marshall, 4-1 over Rochester Lords. Yeah, Herman Tony mentioned the Rochester Lords were good buddies. Head coach of the Rochester Lords. That's Jeff True, former Thunderhawk. Really? Okay, I knew the coach. He used to be the girls' coach at at, uh, Rochester Lords Lords for a few years, and then when the head coaching job opened up for boys, he applied for that job. So uh, Jeff does live uh, have a place up here in the summertime. See him out on the lake every so often. He's got a place on on Little Jay Gould, so it's nice to see him. Playing some games, Rochester Lourdes. Yeah, well, yeah. I knew the, I think, I believe the coach before him was Josh Spanion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Real, real good buddy yep. of uh, the TJ. Well, anyways, Thomas. Marshall gets the win over them. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Duluth East dropped by Chan Hassan, six rip. Rock Ridge with the win over Princeton, five two. Uh, Chisholm Hibbing dropped by Little Falls, four to two. And the Walleye Scott CFP Dino Hornets update. Another win, nine to three over Holy Family. Over the weekend, so um, the horns continue to roll. Horns this is roll time of the year for those guys. <laughs> it is. All right. Anything to add to episode seventy-five? We're at seventy-five already. Seventy-five. Yeah, we're three quarters of a century. So okay. you blink, it'll be a hundred. We're gonna have to have a, a nice little party after one hundred. Yeah, we should. Yeah, go to the Rice Sports Bar and Grill. Oh, hey, hey. do it right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, please comment. We appreciate that. If you want to contact us privately, LLC at gmail.com. Said hammer the follow button, hammer the like button. We'd appreciate that. Find us, T with Miss McGill, on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Musi app. T McGill on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, whatever Facebook, they're calling it this whatever, week. Yeah, exactly. Facebook and YouTube, it's Goat Sports Media LLC. Like I said, leave a review on Facebook. We'd appreciate that. Merch, so the new merch is in, as you can see. $20 for a t-shirt, $45 for a hoodie. That's the hoodie here. Um, like I said, Cash App, Venmo, all that good stuff. Like I said, I sent out like two weeks ago, we sent out to Montana, got them taken care of. And, and again, just a big thanks to Iron Ranger Apparel for doing such a great job. And a big thank you to all of our partners, Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Blandon Foundation, Iron Ranger Apparel and ODR Apparel, Fortune Bay Resort and Casino, Aspire Heating and Control, Iron Range Goalie Academy and Team Minnesota Hockey. Flory Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show.